Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for joining us here on AFR. I'm Tim Wildman, as the announcer just told you, in case you forgot. Joining me to co-host today, Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Tim. How you doing, brother? I didn't didn't forget. I heard who was hosting. and You're co-hosting. And I remembered it. Ed and Fred, Fred, Fred Ed. Jackson. How you doing, Fred? Tim, Evan, and Fred. Haven't you said uh, all kind of uh, simple, single, single, single syllables? Single syllable. Only, yeah, yeah. I think Walker's the only exception, right? That we allow for Ray when term- Ray's on. Ray Pritchard, right? Yes. Ray. Steve. Steve. That's right. Only single syllables. So normally, well, well what do we do with Walker? Walk. Well. <laughs> He got the job because his dad's over the whole thing. Uh, you know okay. how that works. The way the world works, Fred. <laughs> so Walker, we we could call him Walk. I guess we could call him Walk. But he, let me just tell you, he's you know this. You get kidding around, but he that is one sharp young man. Mm-hmm. Both oh, yeah. he and Wesley. Mm-hmm. It's a fifty-fifty split between his mom and me. <laughs> where he gets all that from? Uh, I'm not going Ed. into that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> They're both very sharp. You know, very very both, careful, Ed. Yes, I'm very careful. <laughs> I don't contributed 50%. I do not want to risk angering either you or Miss <laughs> Allison. <laughs> All right, uh, Ed, tell folks how they can join us on what you affectionately call that their internet. Yes, sir, that their internet. You can watch us do radio. And again, I say, who wouldn't? Uh-huh. You go to Facebook or YouTube. I think you probably have to pick one. And you search for Today's Issues, the name of this show. You click through, and you can watch us on the Internet do this show. You can also stream this show live, the audio, that is, at AFR.net. Or if you're going to be driving out somewhere and there is no terrestrial radio station nearby, you can download the AFR app onto your cell phone, your smartphone, and you can listen anywhere you have a good signal. Well, again, we thank thank everybody for listening. Uh, did you know, Fred and Ed, that seventy two percent of gas stations in Raleigh, North Carolina, don't have any fuel? Mm-hmm. Did you see this? I, Fred? I didn't. I didn't know it was that up, yeah. up that high in I, Raleigh. And yeah. Raleigh, Raleigh's probably. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Raleigh, Raleigh's probably three hundred thousand or more. Mm-hmm. I mean, people. I mean, it's a you know major center. Yeah. And and if you can't if you can't get gasoline. Okay, we're we're talking about the city shuts down. Eventually, everyone, I, I was thinking about this the other day. There are going to be a lot of people whose car is going to run out of gas somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to leave it. Yep. You know, have cars on the side of the road. I mean, this is going to actually like a zombie if, if apocalypse. It's, if, if it's not, uh, if, if the fuel uh, is not put back online in right. the next couple, three days, it's going to get really bad. Colonial Pipeline is what we're talking about, uh, which shut down last weekend uh most of its capacity in case people don't know just why we're talking so much about this it's a 5,500 mile pipeline system transports more than a hundred million gallons of gasoline diesel jet fuel and heating oil per day 
or roughly 45% of fuel consumed on the eastern seaboard. You mentioned uh, Raleigh. Hey, by the way, boy, was I wrong. Raleigh's 1.4 million people. Yeah, it's it's a huge city. Wow. Very I high. I don't know. I don't know it was that large, but anyway, yeah. go. Uh, actually, a total of more than one thousand gasoline stations along the eastern seaboard are now out of gas. Yeah. What what it is, and we have to be clear about this. It's panic buying has set in. Yes. It's it's not that the there are alternative lines and alternative ways of of trying to get fuel to these areas while this problem is getting resolved, but. People are out. Uh, I saw people being interviewed this morning. They're gassing up all their vehicles. They're taking their gasoline jugs, and they're getting those all filled up. And so stations are simply running out of supply. Right. Uh, that's where we are this morning. Colonial still saying that it hopes to have things resolved uh, by this weekend. In the meantime, uh, certain concessions are being made. Uh, more oil and gas being shipped in by truck. Right. Uh, the... Um, What's it called? The Jones um, law that said that uh, oil can only be uh, transported by, and I'm talking about vessels, ships, uh, under American flag. Okay. Uh, they're waiving that now, the federal government, so that other countries can send oil tankers <clears throat> to these uh, resources and get them into. So we are hopeful uh, that this will get uh, resolved, but it is pointing to vulnerabilities. There's a story out there this morning that says, suggests, I'll put it this way, suggests that one of the problems with Colonial is that they had an outdated version of Microsoft Exchange. In order, their software right. was old. And older software, the feeling is, is more vulnerable to these ransomware bandits. Yeah, uh, you you have got to keep up with your, uh, with your updates, mm-hmm. especially on Windows-based computers. Mm-hmm. Now, I have, a, I have a Mac. Macs uh, are uh, less susceptible to ransomware and, you know, malware and those kind of things. Not, I mean, we, there are some susceptibilities, but most of it goes to Windows-based machines because they're like 90% of the market. So when people want to do bad things, they develop the viruses and so on for <clears throat> Windows-based but the issue is, is you get a lot of updates when you have a Windows-based machine. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people go, oh, another update, I'll wait. Yeah. And that's how you, that's how you get uh, suckered yeah. or hurt mm-hmm. by these ransomware and malware and so on. You know what this sounds like, though, when I'm over here listening to y'all talk? You have the largest fuel pipeline in America. And you're telling me they're down because Bill forgot to update <laughs> because he wanted to go to the baseball game Friday night, so he forgot to hit click? If that's uh, true, if what Fred said is true, and I did read that as well, that they had uh, – it wasn't obsolete, but it was outdated, older software, that, to me, the only explanation is they just didn't keep up with their updates. Wow. I, I, you know, I know they're a private company, and I'm – I'm all for private industry and oil and gas and coal and everything else, but uh, there's there's also the the uh, public utility aspect of this. That is, this is a necessity for everybody, right, to live basically. So those kinds of things are oftentimes regulated, and I know there's a lot of regulations probably with this pipeline. Uh, I, I don't know. 
Well, these aren't, like you're saying, these aren't horse and buggy days anymore. Everybody's got to have gasoline. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Well, we'll see. I don't mean to suggest that the federal government should take over these and regulate them because then we, we're going that's, to, that's more encroachment of the state, right. which leads to socialism, which leads to Venezuela eventually. Yes. But at the same time, uh, I guess it's just hard to believe what you just described. If that's what happened, they just didn't update their software. When so much is at risk, you would think they would be compelled by law to keep things updated. Yeah. Uh, to secure their uh, secure the pipeline. One more aspect of this: Tucker Carlson on Fox last night uh, basically did an editorial said, "What you're seeing out there because of this colonial problem, welcome to the Green New Deal." Yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome to the Green New Deal. That's what it looks like. Well, and as evidence, you look to what uh, President Joe Biden did the first few days in office: executive order, shut down Keystone. Right. Eleven thousand people out of work which means another source of oil coming in from Canada shut down ain't going to happen. And he has to, to keep his green people happy. Remember he updated his, his carbon footprint goals. Was it 20, 2030, uh, 2030 now? Yeah. 2030 is not that far away, folks. Right. It's not that far. What does away he then. want? What, what, what does Biden want to happen between now and 2030? Well, in order to cut down that carbon footprint, he's talking about we got to shift the nation to windmills and electric, other electric cars, solar, electric solar cars and, and all that sort of thing. You can't do that in a country that this problem shows is so dependent on fossil fuels. You can't do that. I mean, yeah. they just approved the other day they're going to put a bunch of windmills off in of New England. Well, that's nice. That may power some, you know, a couple of thousand homes for a while. But that doesn't help the farmer who depends on a tractor to get work done right. or us to get to work. I mean, this it points to the lunacy, and that's a term that was used by Tucker Carlson. Uh, now he's very unkind. He's talking about lunatics that are now in charge <laughs> of the Biden administration. I yeah. mean, that's where he's going with this. He's, he, they go out there and they make these statements but we need, we uh, Americans need these reminders of what's going on in Colonial. If you get rid of fossil fuels, you are going to have chaos, total well, chaos. Let me let me say something <laughs> kind of, let me sound like the liberal, like I, 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 like I like to Go do, ahead, just because it upsets you guys. You're from Massachusetts. I, yeah, so. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't have a problem with developing alternative no. fuel sources. I, I don't have a problem. I think I've mentioned on this show before, my weed eater is battery powered and uh, you can get chainsaws. I mean, you can get all kinds of stuff. That are battery Batteries are improving. I don't mind solar if you can afford it. I don't mind any of those things. And eventually I'm sure we'll have all kinds of great, you know, uh, uh, renewable sources of energy. The problem is this should be both and. There is no way we're going to get out of using fossil fuels over the next 100 years or so. No. I mean, it's not just fuel for your vehicle or your tractor. Mm -hmm. Just about everything that we use is petroleum-based from, from plastics, you know, that your computer is covered in to what, you know, your soft drink, won't mention the name of the company. All this stuff runs, is is based on petroleum. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you're going to get out between now and the magic, you know, renewed, uh, renewable energy source. No way you're going to get out for 100 years. 
of, of getting rid of fossil fuels. Remember that humorous incident we mentioned this back a couple of weeks ago? It was, I don't know, it was the CEO of GM uh, were showing off their new electric car. And the reporter asked, okay, uh, where do you get the electricity? She was plugging in this electric car. To the building. She said, the electricity comes from the building. <laughs> and where does the building get the electricity? Uh, mm, and they go and talk, was it 90%? From coal, from coal, from coal. That's where they get the electricity. Come on. So you're Just... so you're bragging about the electric car, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, which... there there are people you know that I know that mm-hmm. have an electric car. They love it. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's great. But coal <laughs> supplies the energy, the power for the uh, for the electricity you put in the car. <laughs> and you can't put enough windmills in America to really totally, as you're saying totally supplant a fossil fuel. All these you renewable can't. sources have major problems right now. You can't have a lot, you know, solar power, uh, you know, you, you can't cover enough space to get the power you would need for a city, those kind of things. So in the meantime, fine, work on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, work on. What about gerbil power? Gerbil power. That sounds like a kid's show. Well, I'm, I've been thinking about this. I know it does. <laughs> it does. But you know how gerbils will sit there and run around? Yes. On a, what do you call it, a, a little, wheel? A little treadmill, a little a wheel, wheel. It's a wheel. And they'll keep going. You just put a little food out there. Can, can, I, put, can I put a little bit of a personal touch on this? You, you, My wife got a, a gerbil one time. Okay. And that thing drove me crazy. I mean, it would never how, stop. How so? It would never stop doing what you just said, going on that wheel. Yeah, that And wheel. I could hear it. It was in the next room. I, oh, I, I, I told really? her, I said, yeah, I said, please <laughs> put it out of its misery or put me out of its misery. <laughs> it would not stop. It would do it all night long. That sounds like maybe you could get used to the noise and it would help you go oh, to sleep no. or rest better. No, you don't get okay. used to the noise. Oh, you don't? Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I was trying to harness a durable energy. It's a very bad memory. As you say, they have eternal. Oh, yeah. Um, the soundless it energy. stop. It's, it's just, probably the next wave. We'll yeah. probably hear about this. <laughs> gerbil power. Gerbil power. Gerbil Get your generated. gerbil here. <laughs> <laughs> Three gerbils. Like horsepower. That's right. <laughs> gerbil power. Gerbil power. Uh, hey, yesterday, uh, Tim, this, we start talking. You made a mistake. You start saying in third person. Yes. Uh, yesterday, Tim mispronounced uh, the senator from Arizona's name. And I apologize for that. Uh her name is she's a Democrat. Kirsten. Kirsten Cinema. Right. Is her name? Kirsten Cinema. And uh I don't know what I called her, but Kristen. Anyway. Uh, huh? Kristen. Kristen. Okay. If you just look if you don't know and you're just looking at, you at the name, at it, yeah. It could it could go either way. And we do appreciate the listener who sent an email and was so gracious. To, to, to correct you, yes, Tim. You yes. know who you are. I'll t- Call Tim a loser. I, I, t- <laughs> I take that. That that isn't the worst thing I've been <laughs> Just don't call me late for dinner. Okay? Uh, no, I, I want to get names right because, no. you know, yeah, that's, the, uh, that's good journalism here. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed and Fred, do you want to know? Important. It's important for me to get names right. That's why I only work with people with one syllable <laughs> names. <clears throat> Makes it much easier on moi. All right, Fred. Next story. Very quickly, before we move on to the big political news of the day, <clears throat> we're talking about oil now and gas being shipped in from other states. 
And this comes out, next, next story comes out of the headline of couldn't happen at a worse time. The I-40 bridge in Memphis, Interstate 40 bridge is shut down. They've discovered a big crack in the bridge. The and, bridge over the Mississippi River? Yes, sir. In Memphis. Uh, if you've oh. ever been to Memphis, you know what kind of traffic we're talking about. But there's two bridges. There's yeah, only the so, 55. So at least there's still one open. Yes. Yeah. But the I-40 bridge, you truck traffic, moving moving goods across the nation. It's one of the busiest bridges in the nation. It's been shut down. They're working to resolve the problem, and they're not even allowing barges to go up the Mississippi right now underneath that bridge. Wow. So this is serious stuff. A crack in the bridge. You yes. know what we need? We need an infrastructure bill. <gasps> there you go. <laughs> That's what the federal government needs to get, an infrastructure bill. I agree. Oh, we're working on it. <laughs> but I, I know we have a lot of truckers who listen to our programming. Yeah. And if you're not aware, reroute yourself. Yeah. Because the backup wow. is already incredible. You know what, Ed? The infrastructure bill. Ten years ago, we our country passed a bill for nearly a trillion dollars. It was supposed to serve as infrastructure. Right. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Bill to fix, shovel, shovel ready fix jobs. All these problems. Yep. So it's just me. A lot of times we just have opinions on here, right. which can differ. I don't, uh, I don't think uh, half of that money will ever go to infrastructure. No, I, I, I was, I was I don't making half fun. That, I don't, I don't, yeah, no, I don't think half that money that I just talked about from 10 years ago. Nobody knows where all that money went. No. There's no accountability with the federal government. I bet the men, how about the members of Congress who passed it? Don't they don't know. know. They don't know. They don't know. It, it, uh, it's just, it's, uh, that's, it's the inefficiency. Right. Of so much of the federal bureaucracy. I was making government. fun of the yes, Biden were. administration and the Democrats in Congress Say we need who want to pass an infrastructure bill where only 6% of what they're asking for actually goes, goes to infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody in America would want our bridges secured, sure. roadways, interstates. interstates, make sure that's all running, bridges and all. Uh, mm. But nobody wants to pass a monumental bill that only 6% goes to infrastructure. Fred. All right. Uh, As we've been talking about this week, uh, Congresswoman Liz Cheney from Wyoming. Uh, Until this morning, she held down the number three leadership spot in the Republican Congress in the House. She lost that by a voice vote this morning, so we're not sure who voted against her. All because she has continued her very personal battle against uh, former President Donald Trump. Here she is speaking on the floor last night, and then we added a little bit more that she did with an interview after that speech. Cut number one. Today, we face a threat America has never seen before. A former president who provoked a violent attack on this Capitol in an effort to steal the election has resumed his aggressive effort to convince Americans that the election was stolen from him. He risks inciting further violence. I uh, will do uh, everything I can to ensure uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. We have seen the danger uh, that he continues to provoke with his language. Uh, We have seen his lack of commitment and dedication to the Constitution. All right. There you have it, Liz Cheney. And what you just heard is why she is out of that job right now. She has continued her personal. She might as well go over and work with the Democrats. Because she well, sounds she like may get her chance. She sounds like Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I mean that's a 
doesn't she? She 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 may get her chance because I doubt she'll be reelected in twenty twenty two. See, look, look. And ba- basically, she's a conservative. Her voting record. Right. It's just she got into this. She got TDS and <laughs> has, has been unable to get, get vaccinated. Trump, Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here, here, here's okay. She is fairly conservative. I've never been sold on her um, social issues, her positions, too far left for me. But we had four years of Hillary Clinton and the Democrats blaming Trump's election on Russian interference. We have Stacey Abrams, who to this day will not admit that she lost in Georgia. This is what politicians do sometimes. Okay, so if you're if you're going to make it your life's work to go after a still very popular uh, man in the Republican Party, Donald Trump, you're going to make that your life's work. Then you better be prepared to pay the piper because she's going to you're going to be doing it on the outside looking in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, is it a hill to die on? And for her, for for her, her it is, I guess. But she's she's it. She's about the only one now. um I'm talking about in the Republican Party. I th- I think that's the problem. Not to, there are other there are thirteen with the thirteen Republican Congress one, uh, people that voted to impeach President Trump. I don't even know the names of the other ones hardly. Yeah, at least ten. So I, I think she would have. Uh, well, she was reelected even after doing this. She was reelected even after voting for impeachment. I'm talking about to, Liz Cheney to the position inside. Yes, the caucus. don't you she remember was. that? Okay, that's she true. was. She yes. was. So th- that was uh, that was not the issue. The issue was subsequent to that, she kept on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. She couldn't let it go. Mm-hmm. And uh, you played some of the comments there. Now I'm sure she feels, you know, very strongly about it. What now? Ten Republicans voted to ten impeach. Republicans, and she was one of them, and she's in leadership. So, if she'd have let it go, to borrow from Elsa, mm-hmm. then uh, she would have been probably able to uh, survive. But but she couldn't let it go, and thus she will be out of her leadership role. Now, what didn't happen this morning, party. they did not vote for a replacement. That might happen on Friday or sometime next week. But there is controversy over the assumed successor, uh, Congresswoman Stefanik from New York, because a lot of people have concern about her voting record, which has been quite liberal. So uh, for the Republican Party now, they have to decide whether they can overcome the opposition to Stefanik or they'll pick somebody else. Let me ask you guys something. Can we talk cynicism here? Absolutely. Just a minute. I like doing uh, I that. I think it needs to be broke down. Um, <clears throat> by the way, did was Elsa... Was she the one that sang Frozen and sang uh, Let It Go? I don't know. It was in that show, Frozen, but I don't it was know. The if blonde, it, whoever she, the blonde. Was she the singer that said Let It Go? Anyway, CNN, talking about Liz Cheney, the headline from Fox about CNN says CNN panel melts down after Cheney ouster predicts collapse of two party system. This is exit to exit. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Collapse yeah. of the two party system. Yeah. What always gets me in both sides of the political party, both political parties do what I'm about to say. They uh, say they, they criticize the other party and say, well, that's going to be the end of them then if they're going to do such and such. 
And then I have to say to myself, why aren't you clapping? If, if it's going to be the end of your political opponent because they're doing such and such and you're going to criticize it, why don't you clap their demise? Yeah, or say nothing. Don't don't give them any ideas. Yes. Yeah. Good yeah I know point. they're always saying they should, the, the, the other party, they shouldn't do that because that's going to hurt them at the polls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, why are you telling them? Right. Why are you telling them what's going to hurt them at the polls when you're Good the point. ones who's wanting to defeat them? We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. On the next Today's Issues, we'll talk with Jonathan Keppel, a high school Spanish teacher who called out the liberal indoctrination of our students. A man cannot lactate and breastfeed a child. You cannot give birth if you're a man. If you want to be an adult and do whatever you want with your life, I'm okay with that. Don't push this ideology on children. I'm not going to work in a district that's okay with that. Don't miss the next Today's Issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio and on Facebook. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Facebook says former President Trump will not be allowed to return to Facebook, banned until further notice. That's according to the social media giant's oversight board. Twitter says the former president is banned for life from their platform. Now, Facebook said there had not been a change of heart and mind about the outcome of the 2020 presidential election, and that's why they refused to lift the ban. Over the past four years, the social media giants have waged a fierce campaign to cleanse their platforms of the most vocal conservatives. Anyone who has an opinion that differs from Facebook and Twitter are targets. Even yours truly has been punished for sharing, of all things, a Bible verse. Facebook has made it clear that conservatives, Christians, and anyone who wants to make America great again violate their community standards. But let's be honest, who wants to be a part of a community like that? I'm Todd Starnes. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. CNN. <clears throat> Don't know what that is. Remember? CNN? Yeah. I, I remember it. It used to be important. What was that? Does anybody here? even watch CNN anymore? I don't. I don't watch. I certainly uh, but, but don't I watch mean, MSNBC. But I mean, I guess I'm asking that in a, uh, a ratings oh. kind of way. Because I read where they were under a million. Mm-hmm. During the day. During the day. And I thought, you're kidding me. I mean, a brand like CNN, which is known around the world in the United States, is under a million people during the daytime. Uh that says to me, people, just the hardcore lefties are watching it because, uh, and and they're watching, I guess MSNBC because, used to all of America watched CNN, for the news of the day. Right. Am I right? You remember? No, that's, that's right. It, it, because it used to be the three major networks had basically a half-hour news program, and then they would have uh, when after I got out of high school and college i think they might have had two back-to-back news programs on nbc cbs and abc but when when uh cnn came on the scene in what the early 80s probably uh-huh yeah uh, early 80s it, it became maybe 79 80 right in there it became 24 7 and they had reporters all the reporters were in the field in israel and in europe that's what everyone watched because you could go to a 24-hour news 24 7 news source and they would repeat stories but if you missed it you didn't and have to was, wait and it was hard o'clock. news yeah it right. was hard news it was it was live tv it was all over the world it was breaking stories a little girl trapped in a well in right. texas cnn's there everybody's yes. watching it yeah. but then somehow fred cnn switched in the last what five or six years ten years it's, yeah it's been probably- they switched from uh, and even back in those days, we're talking about in the 80s, their politic, political coverage was pretty balanced. Uh, they give Republican, Democrats equal time. They, you know, it was, it was pretty balanced, pretty fair. I think most people thought so, uh, although they did start siding with Clinton when he came along, pretty obviously, CNN did. But now, uh, as, as the CNN editors uh, admitted to Project Veritas, couple of weeks back, uh, they're, they're all Democrat and they don't mind telling you. Yeah. There's no question about it. And it's not just CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC. Uh, they all decided somewhere along the way in the last 10 or 15 years that they were to become agents of change. So they gave up the idea of fair and balanced and instead have gone to, we're going to fight for one political cause. Uh, I think I've told the story before in my years with a major network in Canada, I saw an incredible transformation in journalistic policy that went from just give us the facts to uh, everybody has a bias. This is what we began to be taught. Everybody has a bias. Stop trying to hide it. Just go in there. And of course, coupled with that, we're only going to hire people with a particular political bias. Right. And that's what has happened. And if you watch CNN for 10 minutes, you know they hate Donald Trump and they hate conservatives. 
They do. Well, and let, let me just add to I, what you guys are saying. I absolutely agree. Let me also add the fact that um, I, I, this is my opinion. I, I, can't, I can't prove this, but you remember the show Crossfire on mm-hmm. CNN? Yeah. Yes. They had, Repu- they had conservatives my and liberals. My dad was on there many times. So they would have a, a conservative and a liberal host, yeah. co-host. Pat, Pat Buchanan was. Pat, Pat Buchanan was on it, and Michael Kinsley, I think, was. Yeah. And then they would have guests, and they would all, they'd argue. Mm. That, I loved that show. My dad loved that show. And what happened, I think, is that that program began to teach people in the news business that entertainment and news could be combined, mm-hmm. that people would watch like a blood sport and you'd root for your side and you'd give it to them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then the other side, you give it to them. And that's when those kinds of programs began to proliferate because of the success of that program. Mm-hmm. So now entertainment and news are fused and you go to the network that entertains you. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I think. And and uh, we all have our biases that affects how we view the news. But I think the, the 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 reason why CNN is tanking and Fox News is not is not because necessarily that CNN is liberal. We all know that very liberal. Is that CNN oftentimes intentionally, as as the Project Veritas. Guy said the other day that the Project Veritas interviewing the CNN editor or employee or whatever it was uh, secretly technical director I think yeah, that they <clears throat> intentionally manipulate the news mm-hmm. and I think enough people are seeing through that yes today mm-hmm. so Fox has a, a, a their their shows in the evening have a, a an obvious political bias. They're conservative. Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, right. Sean Hannity, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, so, but but everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. With CNN, they try to act like they're doing straight news, when in fact they're doing Sean Hannity from the other side, from the left. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they want to act like no, we're just giving the facts. Right. No, no, you're not. You're manipulating the facts and it's been proven and how can you do that well how how do you because you leave out important information for example this is what they did against president trump jim acosta and and cnn they did this a lot which led to their loss of credibility which led to their loss of viewership which is why they don't have anybody watching them anymore right first of all they don't have trump to bash right uh the day that trump got uh, quote beat by Biden uh, is that CNN. They had to be panicking on that day because they're going. What are we going to do? We, our whole survival is built on bashing Trump. Now, right. if he's gone, what are we going to do? But what they would do, oftentimes, and and not only CNN, but a lot of the mainstream media, they would uh, report something about President Trump that he said, or tweeted, or did. And they would give you the worst possible interpretation of it without any context or balance or, or anybody going, come on, we know what he's talking about. He's not, talk- he's not talking about all Mexicans are rapists, and we all know that. Right. Huh? Or how about the Charlottesville lie? The Charlottesville. They repeated it yes. over and over and over again. 
So that's what I'm saying. You're right. So, uh, so I'm saying you do that enough, then people go, you know what? I'm not watching that because I know what's going. I know how the, what the game is here. I know how they're mm-hmm. playing this. Mm-hmm. And whereas I think Fox has survived, although they got a challenge from Newsmax. Uh, I think Fox, because Fox, Fox doesn't do that, that I've noticed where they intentionally mislead you like CNN does to believe one way because they, because they manipulate the facts of the story. Mm-hmm. They pretty well Fox, at least their evening shows, they pretty well tell you the facts of the story. And then they tell you why they believe what they believe about said facts, but they don't try to intentionally leave out, um, Anyway, right. The uh, the the bad news for the conservative side, I, I guess you could right. say. All right, did that uh, make sense? That was fair and balanced. That was fair and balanced. Okay, but, was that but, fair and balanced. But I will say this about even Fox. Okay, we we noted this before the show. I'm looking at the lead story, uh, so I'm just I'm just I'm just saying there there are there are easy and simple ways to convey something to the people who come to your website. So the lead story says world on fire, battered Biden under siege as multiplying crises, foreign and domestic confound the white house. The picture they chose of Biden. Okay. (laughs) Makes him look like he's absolutely (laughs) lost and is, is now firmly in the grip of dementia. Okay. I, I agree with you. So, but, but we talked about it. CNN and they, they, they did the same thing to Trump. Oh, for Every- four years, they had that one picture of Trump with his head about to blow off his shoulders. Yes. <laughs> and his, his hand coming forward. Looks like he's about to give people the middle finger. And he's got an expletive. It sounds like a, it looks like he's about to shout out. An ex- In other yeah. words, it was, it Angry was, it was a picture of Trump enraged about something. It's a still shot, and they used that for four years. Yes. yes. Well, CNN and, and other media outlets, why? Because they wanted to project a man unhinged. Right. That's the image. So I got I to gotta agree with you. On the foxnews.com website right yeah. now, the lead story, they've got a, a picture of Biden, and he's like staring off into space. This is what Biden looks like. He's like, ah. <laughs> So somebody chose that picture yes. that or, didn't like Biden. I yeah, agree with you right. on that. Yeah, it, it happens. It's easy. On both. It's, it easy to, it's easy to do. But yeah. here's the good yeah. news: we talk about CNN's bias is very pro Democrat, pro Biden. Uh, they're losing audience. Yes, Fox has its biases too, but they're gaining audiences. Right. the The comparison in audience size between those two networks is absolutely incredible. If you're a conservative, you ought to be encouraged by that. Right. Because that tells you where the country is politically, I believe. I think Fox so. is much more fair yes. than either CNN or certainly MSNBC. They right. they at least during their daytime programming will have yes. a Democrat right. yes. on and treat them fairly. Yeah. And treat them fairly. What about uh, Newsmax? They, they shot up after the election because there were a lot of conservatives who were upset with Fox. Yeah. Over the post-election coverage, but is that yeah. is that waned or do you know? Well, uh, the problem with Newsmax at this point, at this point, they don't have the resources of Fox. Right. They just don't. Most of their programming is in studio. 
They do a few live shots from the White House lawn. Yeah. But outside of that, they, they don't have a team. You got a hurricane coming in, Newsmax can't be there. No, right. you're going to you're you're go to Fox. And, right. and you, can, you can tell, you can't out-Fox Fox, okay? I, I didn't mean that to come off like out-Fox, okay? I, what I mean is you can't do what Fox does better than Fox because they have got <clears throat> boo-coodles of money. Yes. But now Newsmax is, is trying to go in that direction, and they mm-hmm. may succeed. I don't know. Well, what's your favorite – do you watch Fox at night some? I don't. Do you, you watch hockey? I watch hockey or I pretty much watch nothing. NGO? No, I don't even do that. I'll Anymore. do some writing or, or reading. What do you watch, Fred? If I'm going to watch programming yeah. in the evening, I like Tucker Carlson's editorials. Yeah. I, I He does a really good job on those. Yeah. Uh, but beyond <clears throat> that, I go to bed at 8.30, so... You had you you're in the he, news business, so you've had enough by then, right? Well, you get yes. up. He gets up at three too. He comes. He's up here at work. At what time do you come up? I get up at four thirty. Okay, not quite three. Okay. What time do you go to bed? Eight thirty. Eight thirty. I'm just he's Canadian. I'm just getting he's... into my dri- driveway at eight thirty. <laughs> 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 that, that, wow. That's uh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I was just say he's he's from up up uh, further north where. You know the uh, the sun doesn't go down till like ten o'clock. Yeah, that's true. I do <laughs> I like Tucker Carlson. Yes, uh, and his monologue or whatever you want to call it, his editorial. It's very well researched. Yeah, uh, I like him a lot. I'll, I'll say this: I will watch him the next day. Laura Ingram's yeah. good too. In my yes, opinion. she is. By the time I go home, though, I've I've had enough. Of, You've had enough news. Uh, enough news. Enough of the culture war. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. I'll, I'll read about. Uh, Rome being destroyed by barbarians, you know, or something like that. But yeah, I like that's kind of culture. We, we we watched like every episode of Blue Buds like three times. I do like that show. Huh? I do like to record that. that. Yeah, we we watch. Try to stay away from news. Uh, the uh, Oak Island series. Yeah. Have you guys ever watched that? What is that? Oh, they're treasure hunting. They're looking for treasure hunting, and they're discovering that people from Europe came to America. Way before the history books said they did. You know about like Vikings and stuff? Yes, going yeah. way back and landed treasure on this island, this Oak Island. It's a couple of Americans, I think, from Pennsylvania. There's some curse, there's supposedly some curse on that island. Yes, well, six people have died already. One more has to die before the treasure is discovered. That's <laughs> okay. That's what the curse is. You ever get tired of that? Check out NCIS Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. that's, a, that's a pretty cool show okay. right there. All right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Ed, and Fred, we thank you for listening. We want to welcome to our program now Dr. Richard Howe, provost of Southern Evangelical Seminary in Charlotte, N.C. Uh, and uh, prior to his appointment as provost, he was Emeritus Professor of Philosophy and Apologetics. And Dr. Howe is a, is, uh, came from, moved to Charlotte from Tupelo. He's an alumnus from AFA. Yeah. Or at least he did well, some work. Did some part work time, for us. Part yeah. time. So, how you doing, Richard? I am doing excellent, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? How long? How many years you been in Charlotte now? Well, actually, I'm not in Charlotte anymore. Even I'm just bouncing all over the place. So my wife Rebecca and I live in in the Atlanta area. Just we're about as far north of it, of Atlanta as you can get and still be the Atlanta area. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, so we, we we're just bouncing around. I think like. Atlanta is going to take over like Tennessee. There, East Tennessee is threatened by Atlanta. Uh, uh, well, Richard, thanks for being on with us. 
Uh, oh, my apologies for not knowing where you live, although the FBI does, evidently. <laughs> they do. They're, they're, yeah, they're, and now, now the entire world knows. <laughs> so, although, all right, so do you have gas there and uh, gasoline in your area? After two attempts at two different gas stations I gave up yesterday, uh, uh, they had the little bags, you know, how they drape the bags yeah. over the over the handle. And the other one, the lines were just unmanageable. So whether they had gas or not, I guess uh, maybe people were getting diesel too. So, yeah, I just gave up, and I'm just going to curtail the travel uh, until this hopefully resolves in the next few days, if that's what they say. Yeah. Hey, uh, Richard, one of the, the reasons we wanted to have, because uh, we want to try to pick your brain as much as we can while we got oh, you Oh, wait on. a minute. I, I didn't bring my brain with me. Sorry, <laughs> they didn't tell me. <laughs> By the way, Richard, Richard is one of, he's not only one of the smartest guys I know, he is yeah. one of the funniest yeah. guys I know too. I, I still have files on my computer of funny stuff that he would send around. So anyway, Richard, we do have a serious uh, issue to discuss with you. Maybe we can get some other uh, insights from you. Um, President Biden's uh, proclamation in honor of the National Day of Prayer, okay, was criticized last Thursday Thursday. and other presidents have issued proclamations in the national day of prayer. This, that goes back. I think this national day of prayer to the fifties. But uh, president Biden's proclamation actually lacked the word God in it. And also did not include any Bible passages. Um, we, we we talk a lot here on this show and on this network and here at AFA about the increasing secularization of our nation and the hostility, the increasing hostility towards Christianity. What it, what's your take on what President Biden did? Well, I have several different lines of thinking, and and, and I have to admit that uh, initially, as I was uh, or very early when I was reflecting on it, I was. Uh, influenced a little bit maybe by uh, Franklin Graham's comment, who was actually surprised me how charitable it was, not because he's not charitable, but I thought he would have been saying the same things along the lines of what I was hearing most Christians say. So my initial reaction was sort of, why why are we so worried about this, Uh, that the fact that the word God was not mentioned in there? And and my thinking was, not that it was, I was indifferent to whether God should or shouldn't be mentioned in the National Day of Prayer, but rather, why does that surprise us as, as Christians that Biden wouldn't do that? That our first should say Biden would just leave the word out. Now, granted, uh, Graham's uh, suggestion was that maybe the speech was written by a staffer and Biden didn't even read it before he read it. And uh, Franklin went on to say he thinks if he had read it in advance, he wouldn't have accepted it. I don't know about that. I don't know enough about Biden's particular background knowledge and and dispositions to know whether he would have just instinctively said the word God or not. But to me, it's just, it is symptomatic of this trend towards secularism or, or really a, a spirituality, but it's not Christian spirituality. You know, there's a difference between being spiritual and being godly. Uh, so I think it is symptomatic of that. Now, also, to be sure, he does mention the word divine. And maybe that's his way of being deferential to those religions who don't recognize a sovereign God the way the proclamation from uh, John Hancock was way back in 1775 that sort of inaugurated this idea of a day of prayer that was eventually codified in 55. But I, I don't know. It's it, I think it's something that I'm not surprised about. And I know I'm probably saying more than you guys want to know about this, but 
Yeah. It, it reminded me, and thinking about it, it reminded me of what happened last March on the campaign when uh, Biden choked on the word creator when he was trying to uh, recite a line from the Declaration of Independence. And he right. said, all men and women are created equal by the, the you know, you know, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got that <laughs> down pretty good right there. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I've listened to that, that song that's on YouTube that this uh, uh, a girl made that sings the, about the thing and just making fun of it. So that's why it's emblazoned uh, I got in you. my mind. Okay. Talking to Dr. Richard Howe, uh, uh, and we're talking about why Biden left out uh, in his proclamation, President uh, Biden left out the proclam in his proclamation about the National Day of Prayer uh, last Thursday, he left out the word God. He does say God bless the troops almost every time he speaks uh, after he's finished speaking. But listen, it's no secret. The Democrats, they don't like talking about God or the Bible or morality or they hate Christians. Absolutely. <laughs> they hate you know, us. They would put us I in camps if they could. But not so. all Democrats, but the leadership, the people who control the Democrat apparatus in this country, they hate our guts, and they're after us. Mm. And so, anyway, they hate the God we serve. I mean, right. that's just all there is to It's all they can do to say God. They won't say Jesus Christ saves you from your sins. Right. You will never hear that. It's always got to be this broad, diverse uh, we don't want to offend anybody unless we can offend the Christians. To whom it may concern. Yeah, to whom it may concern type approach. Uh, you got Biden over here pretending to be a Catholic uh, and goes to Mass every once in a while. Well, he goes to Mass, I don't know, re regularly two, three times, four times a month even. I don't know how long he goes. But the guy uh, is advancing the murder of unborn babies which is a mortal sin in the eyes of the, in the, in the teaching, not the eyes of, mm -hmm. in the doctrine of the Catholic church, right. which you should be excommunicated for if you hold, if you advance that, right? Yeah. Instead, I, the Catholic bishops in America and the Pope just lets him get by with advocating for murder of unborn babies and he doesn't have to pay any consequence. So he's uh, my friend who is a devout Catholic says that Biden is a fake Catholic. Yeah. Uh, because it, so what I'm saying is that just goes to show you, he doesn't really believe in God. I'm talking about Biden. I know I'm making a judgment on somebody's <laughs> soul here, but I'm just going by the, his words and his lack of words and his actions belie the fact that he believes that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven as the Catholic church teaches too. And you must repent of your sin you don't hear any of that. I don't even think he understands it. Doesn't even act like he understands it. Uh, so, uh, can you imagine? I know I'm preaching here, but I do have a choir. Uh, <laughs> the, for Richard, can you imagine? Uh, I was reading yesterday about uh, the Vatican. Somebody from the Vatican had been quoted as saying, "You know, be, for the American bishops to be careful about advocating for." refusing to uh, have mass or do the sacraments uh, for, for, for the Catholics who, uh, for people like political leaders who advance abortion. Yes, uh, like Biden and Pelosi as well. Yeah. Yes. So, so uh, I, I thought to myself, let's replace the word abortion with slavery. Can you imagine the yeah. Catholic Church going, 
any bishop in America and the Catholic Church going, you know what? I know he's for slavery, but we better be careful about not giving him communion right. or, or serving him well, mass. Can you? <laughs> I think it'd be an interesting research project to see how, in fact, historically the Catholic Church did respond to slavery since it's ubiquitous. Uh, not only through time, but through geography. So that would be an interesting research project to see in countries that were uh, a, a presence of uh, Catholicism. For all I know, maybe they did well, have that sort of. I don't uh, know. That's a good question. But yeah. I can, guess, you, can, can you get back to us on that, Richard? When you <laughs> do a study, research. Well, I make it. I, right quick. <laughs> the, uh, the historical and technical uh, answers to my question. My rhetorical point is that he's. Uh, if you put any of the lefty sins in here, uh, the left, well, not, not just leftist sins, but if you put, uh, I know if you, what if you said this about Biden? Uh, I know he's a racist, but uh, just a rank racist. But uh, I don't know. We, we shouldn't serve communion. Be careful about Be careful about Matt. Anyway. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Abortion seems to get a special pass for some reason among the Catholic leaders in America when it comes to their, politicians like Pelosi and Biden. I know there are a lot of Catholic bishops who have spoken out against this. There is a civil war going on about this issue in the church. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Well, hey, Richard, do you have a website people can go and check out? Or or do you have gas we can come get or something like that? (laughs) The seminary website is ses.edu, and mine is richardghow.com. All right. May you enjoy your bike ride today. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you, Take brother. Care. Appreciate it. Dr. All right, brother. Bye bye. Dr. Richard Howe, H O W E, joining us from somewhere north of Atlanta. I'm telling you, Atlanta's, they keep going. They're going to run, bump, they're going to start threatening t- Tennessee there. They keep growing. It's like Dallas. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas keeps is growing. about to, huh? Dallas is like about to take over southern Oklahoma next. <laughs> That's the next step, I think. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.